Hello, everyone. This is LaVon McMillan, founder and CEO of Advocate for Me, LLC, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And we have an amazing mom on today. Um, we actually met when I had my Autism Moms Night Out um, function. Uh, I asked Jasmine Poole and Jamila Malero-Tucker to invite some of the moms that they had in their Facebook or that they had in the various groups. Um, and this guest today was one of the moms, and that was our first time meeting. Um, we, you know, we just, you know, we had conversation and we just hit it off right from there. And we just been encouraging each other and pushing each other to make sure that we're getting the word out um, in reference to autism and special needs. Um, and I actually invited her to another workshop that I had, and she was the keynote speaker. Um, and she did an amazing job sharing her story and her testimony. And then the one thing that she said um, to the audience and that resonated with me was that she is on a mission. And she truly is on a mission. Um, she's a mom of a child that's on a spectrum. And she is educating. She, I see her in like so many different workshops and like we've run into each other at a workshop and you know we're just she's doing amazing things i'll let her share um what things that she's doing for the community but i wanted to introduce to everyone thomasina lee hello everyone um i would like to say thank you levon for having me on your podcast it's an honor to be here um my journey with autism started when my son was um, diagnosed with autism. Because I am an early child educator, I have my own um, family child care center, family child care program within my home. And I initially first diagnosed my son myself because I knew that um, something was wrong because he was hitting his milestones, but then between the ages, I want to say around 15 to 18 months, he just stopped um, hitting his milestones. His speech stopped. His um, He started engaging into like repetitive behaviors of running back and forth and no eye contact. So what I did was um, contact ChildLink. And from contacting ChildLink, um, ChildLink sent me to set up an appointment with Spin, and Spin did diagnose him with autism. And then I got a second opinion from the Center from Autism here in Philadelphia, and they also diagnosed him with autism. Um, and from there, my journey began of being a parent of a child on the autism spectrum. So going through that journey, would you say that any points you had, like, I know you said that you diagnosed them, you kind of diagnosed them yourself because you, you know, that you're in that field and mm -hmm. we have assessments that give, you know, red flags yes. to determine if um, there's a, a concern. Um, but would you say as a parent that any point in time, like you, you, you were in denial? Because I know some parents, they do feel that, you know, you know, that's not it. You know, that's not the final say. Like you said, you got two opinions just mm -hmm. to know. Um, so one where you're in denial and then one 
um, I normally hear a lot of parents say, like, well, was it my fault? Like, so just touch upon those two statements, like denial and was it my fault when it comes to a parent and um, hearing the diagnosis? Okay. Um, far as the denial, um, you know what I can say about that? And um, I'm being really transparent. Um, a part of me, I want to say a part of me was like, no, it's not. And I'll say that because I was asking other people, other educators um, in the field, like um, one of my close friends, she's, um, I was like, come over. And when you come over, I need you, we call my son Tardy. I was like, I need you to observe Tardy's behavior while you're here. So she came over and she forgot on the phone. So when she got there, I remind her like, just observe him and watch him as he's doing some things and tell me what you think. So she was like, oh, yeah, some of his behavior is a little odd. So I just blurred out and I just was like, I think he's autistic. And I um, took the initiative to get him um, assessed, but I'm just waiting. And she was like, um, I don't think so. Maybe you're, um, you know, I got a lot of that from people that are close to me. I feel like they were trying to, um, I feel like they were trying to, I don't know. I don't, I can't find a word for it. I think they were probably in denial themselves, but I feel like they were okay. trying to just not admit it. Like we clearly know something is wrong with this child's behavior, but nobody, it just seemed like it was just me saying okay i believe this child is autistic i feel like everybody else was saying no he's just a boy you know boys grow you know they they develop a little slower than girls that's what made me like a part of me was like after uh, a part of me was like he is but then a part of me was like well maybe it is some truth to that because I have four girls. I don't have boys. So this was my first and only son. So I'm like, okay, maybe I don't know. Boys probably do develop a little slower than girls. So that's why I took the initiative to get the second opinion. Because a part of me was still like in denial. And a part of me was hoping like, okay, maybe it's not autism. It's a different developmental delay. Um, Because to be honest, I really didn't know too much about autism at that um at that time period um so that's why I got the second opinion and I really was asking other people's opinion hoping that they would say like no it's not he's a boy but then a part of me like realistically I knew like a part of me knew like something I just knew something was off and something was wrong with this kid's development because he was striving and hitting his milestones and then for him to just like wake up one day and I really mean like he just really literally woke up one day and then was like a totally different person that's how I feel to me like he mm -hmm. woke up one day and his speech was going um his eating habits like everything about him was just totally different so that's why I got the um the two the two <laughs> the two um I took him to two different um places to get diagnosed and that's you know and, and I do hear that when um I'm working with parents because I work in early early intervention myself and when we do have like the concerns or they do get the report from the developmental pediatrician mm -hmm. they normally say, you know I want a second opinion which I never 
you know, as a special instructor, you know, I just, you know, I encourage them to go get the second opinion. Um, It's just like if somebody, you know, their doctor says that they need surgery or something, you know, you, you're listening to your doctor, but you also want to get the second opinion just to make sure that it's something that you really need. Mm-hmm. So once you um, got the diagnosis from SPIN and Center for Autism, what were, I guess, like, what was your, were you emotional? Were you just like, okay, we'll handle this. Cause I know you got, you know, you're an ed- early childhood educator as well. Mm-hmm. Or were you just, cause I know my son, when he was diagnosed with failure to thrive, I was like, well, and, and I'm an educator too. So I'm mm-hmm. like, well, so what do I do? You know, how can I help him? And then some days I had to have my mommy hat on and then some mm-hmm. days I had to have my educator hat on. So how do you balance that with your child? Cause I know, you know, for me, I know it was emotional, like mm-hmm. bouncing back and forth between those two, two hats that we wear. Um, I was emotional and I can remember, I remember leaving, um, spin. I remember leaving and it's like me walking out the door with the, the envelope in my hand and tears streaming down my face. But then I remember getting in the car, putting my son in his car seat and I just like, it felt like a light bulb came on. It was like, um, it's going to be okay. Like, like is it going to be okay? It's not the end of the world. And the it's it's kind of hard sometimes to take off the mom and the educator hat because I'm that one person. So it's like I know the mommy part kicked in. The mommy part, me being a mom, was really emotional. Um, but then the educator part of me was like, okay, you, you cried, you had your moment, and and that's okay. You're emotional. You had your moment. Now what? And that's when I realized and I know like, okay, you have to find out what is this thing called autism? Because I I had no knowledge. I heard of the word, but I really didn't know in depth of what autism spectrum disorder really was. Um, So I had to pick up the pace and I had to learn what this diagnosis really consist of and how it's going to change the dynamic of my life and my family's life because it's not just my son it's like when your child gets diagnosed with autism it's like the whole family to be honest like the whole family because everything in your household your lifestyle is going to change and you have to um you, you, it's going to change just to be a realistic it's going to change and you have to adapt to it you have to adapt to it so that's what I did that's what I did and I, I, I still have moments when I'm like um like if my son is having a meltdown or something I have my moments where I want to have a meltdown with him like we both about to cry together we about to cry together so um yeah I I I, I just knew that I had to learn about how can I help him how can I, mm-hmm. how can I help them? And I know um, when you came to the Autism Moms Night Out, two of your daughters were with you. Um, and they, they shared like their experience mm-hmm. of being a sibling to a child um, on the spectrum. So if you just want to briefly talk about that, like how did your four daughters um, handle one? Cause you know, now it's a boy in the house mm-hmm. and then now, 
um, with this diagnosis? Like, how did they handle it? Because I know you were saying, like, you know, your lifestyle changes and, you know, it's a lot going on, um, you know, when you bring in a newborn. But then as well as, you know, now you have this diagnosis with the family. So if you could just share, you know, I guess kind of talk for the siblings. <laughs> well, for, for what my what my children, me telling them about his diagnosis, um, this was like seven, what, four or five years ago, because he's seven now. Um, they were, they didn't fully understand what autism was either. Um, and the first thing that came out of one of my kids, um, one of my daughter's mouth was, whatever, um, he's a boy. Like the typical stuff that you hear other people say, and they, they really didn't know what his diagnosis consists of. Um, they just knew that his behavior was a little bit strange, but to them, some of the stuff that he did was funny. Um, so they really, at the moment, at the time, they really didn't fully understand, but now that they're older, they fully understand, um, what his diagnosis is because they, to be honest, they didn't treat him no any, any other way. He still was like the annoying little brother. He was still like the only boy. So he was still getting like loved and spoiled on. Um, and they, to, to, to this day, they still do that. They still call him an, oh my God, tall, he is annoying. He's getting on my nerves. And then it's all like, oh, let me love on you. Oh, let me, it's like that, um, oh, get out my face type thing. Because he still um, mm -hmm. does things that your typical seven-year-old would do. Like he will snatch your phone out your hand and he want to play the game on your phone. Or he will snatch your pizza off your plate. Um, or he will walk up to you and like slap you and run. Like he still does some of that mischievous things that your typical seven-year-old does. But he also um, may do something that you can tell may seem a little um, different that a seven a typical seven year old wouldn't do, which is like walk up to you and squeeze you real hard. That's not something a, a neurotypical seven year old would do. Will walk up to somebody and squeeze them real hard, not um, because he needs to get his sensory input out and he doesn't know how to um, enter somebody else's personal space without doing that. Like that is his way of like saying hi. A typical, a neurotypical seven-year-old will walk up and say, hi, tall hair, if he, he likes you, he will walk up to you and squeeze you. Um, and that's some of the things that he he does. I hope that answers your question. I... <laughs> yeah, no, it did. It did. Okay. <laughs> And I know that's like the question that I would probably have to ask them. Yeah. <laughs> and they probably say the same thing. Like, you know, he's a typical, you know, little boy, but sometimes he get on my nerves. You know, that sibling rivalry. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so you touched on um two things that I just wanted to um talk about. Um so you talked about meltdowns and um sensory output. Mm -hmm. So I know now you know a little bit more since he got diagnosed mm -hmm. <laughs> and I know you've been doing your research as well you know as from a mom standpoint as well as a um, educator standpoint so if you could briefly just tell the listeners what a meltdown is and what sensory output is okay um a meltdown for tall here may it may look like 
a tantrum to um to an outsider, but in Torhead's case, a meltdown consists of um someone not understanding what he needs at the moment, or someone not un- or sometimes not getting what he wants. But I can say the good thing with my son meltdowns is that um, some children on the spectrum, their meltdowns may last more than 10 minutes. Like they may last a long period of time. It may take the parent a long time or caregiver a long time to calm the child down versus with Tor here. I'm blessed that he is um, when he does have a meltdown. It does not last no more than, I want to say, like, three to four minutes. Um, and I can I can easily, like, calm him down and and get him to, yeah, like, calm him down and reel him back in. Like, for instance, one of his meltdowns may be because he, he likes phones. And if you tell him, no, you cannot have my phone, he may have a meltdown. And you have to be consistent in telling him, no, you can't have this in order for him. No, you can't have my phone and be consistent. And if he's still crying and stomping and yelling, that's fine. But I'm explaining, no, you can't have my phone. It's mine. No, you're not getting it. And then I'm calming him down using changing the tone of my voice and bringing him close to me. So his meltdowns are not um, long and drawn out like some kids are. So that's the good thing about him. And with the sensory input, he has, he he's very sensory driven. He, um and he has a ton of energy. So he may walk up to you and if you see me, my hands are really like scratched up because he will walk up to me and just squeeze my hands because he's looking for that extra sensory input. So I may like grab his shoulders and, and squeeze his shoulders. One, I may take a blanket. It's called like a burrito roll and roll him up tight in a blanket. He likes that squishy, like he sleeps with a, um, what do you call them things? Oh my God, I'm losing my train of thought. Weighted blanket. He sleeps with a weighted blanket. I have tons of sensory, um, items throughout my house, in my house, in my car. Um, for him um he likes to chew on his shirt so i have like sensory things for that i also um created from from his book picture this picture that i have a sensory box that goes with that um because i know children um not only on autism spectrum but children with adhd a lot of children have sensory process disorder and they need that extra sensory input um to help them to 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 get it to get that energy out of their body, so Tori is he's very sensory driven, very like tags in his clothes. I take I have to cut all the tags out of his clothes because that bothers mm-hmm. him. He will not focus. He will not pay attention. He'll actually rip the shirt off if I forget to take the tag out his clothes. He'll take his shirt off <laughs> and he'll go grab the scissors and mm-hmm. try to cut it himself. So. All of his clothes, I, clothes, jackets, hats, anything he got, I take the tags out of him because that will drive him, like, that will cause him to have a meltdown, too. That will definitely cause him to have a meltdown. We was outside one day, and boyfriend was coming out his clothes. And I'm like, why is he stripping? 
it was a tag inside his clothes. Oh wow, he was trying to get yes, it. Yes, he he was stripping. Oh, I'm wow. like, okay, I'm glad it's summertime. You out here with your boxes on. You don't want the full Monty. <laughs> he don't want the full Monty with his um, taking it, trying to take oh, that tag oh, out. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So I know you mentioned um picture this picture day and you are uh, um and you do own your own business, um your fam your family child care center. So if you want to tell the listeners more about um because she she's an entrepreneur, y'all. She got multiple <laughs> she so when she says she on a mission, she truly is. So if you want to share more about your um Family Child Care Center and the picture this picture. That. Yes, I am a family child care provider. Um, have family child care in my home and I cater to children. I cater to children on the spectrum. I welcome them into my program. Um, and my program is called Different Expectations Child Care because each child we should have different expectations for them and not the one what is the, the curriculums where you have um one curriculum fits all no i have um i plan lessons and activities that is according to the child's development and i also have the me and tall here the picture this picture that book um which can be purchased on amazon and that book is about um based on tall here and him being into him being in my family child care setting. So it's about um, how to cater to a child on the autism spectrum in a family child care setting. And I also have the um, the nonprofit, I'm sorry, the nonprofit um, Torhears Village. And Torhears Village mission is to um, educate and cultivate, uh, educate and empower the community about um autism because in low income areas we don't have that so we don't have a support group we don't have um a support group that caters to families with autism that can educate families about autism so that's why tor hair village was created because we also need a village i need a village i truly need a village to help me raise my son tor here so not only for um Torhead Village is not only for Torheads, for all the families that are on, all the families that have children that are on, children or adults, let me not say only children, children or adults that's on the autism spectrum. And we want to empower and educate everyone in the community, from the people at the poppy store, the people at the Chinese store, um deceptive drivers. We want the everybody in the community in the neighborhood to know and be aware of what autism is because my son tour here is in the community he's a part of the community so when we go to the neighborhood poppy store the neighborhood store the the the, the man in the store needs to the clerk in the store needs to know that my child is autistic and this is how you have to engage with him um set the drivers everybody in the community needs to know how to engage with someone on the spectrum and i want y'all to know who tall hair is in the event that something um i don't know bad happens y'all know that he's on the autism spectrum and i need you to know how to approach him so that was the purpose that 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 is the purpose that is the mission behind tall village is to educate 
and empower the community, everyone in the community, grandmom, uncles, aunts, corner boys, the, the whole community. Everybody needs to be educated about autism. So I hope that means it. And I love that. Yeah, I love that. Because when we met the first time, like that's what you were sharing. Like you wanted to make sure that everybody was educated on autism. And like you were saying, our um community, they really, like we really don't have access to a lot of resources um, or even like advocates that can advocate for our families. So we pretty much picked up the mantle ourselves and started educating, you know, like you said, you know, educating grandma, aunties, uncles. And then when you realize it, you're like, well, wait, if I got to educate y'all, then I got to educate yes. everyone so that they definitely how to, you know, a, a approach your son um, on a spectrum or, you know, any child with special needs um, because they all, they all deserve respect, number yes. one. And number two, they all deserve to have an opportunity. Um, I'm actually teaching a class now and we did a video um, with Loretta Claiborne and um, she was sharing her story and she's actually diagnosed with an intellectual disability, mm -hmm. but she was standing in front of like an audience of people um, sharing her story of how when she was younger, she wouldn't talk. She was just so angry. And then when she joined the Special Olympics, um, that gave her the courage to do other things like become a public speaker. And um, she was saying that the reason why she became a public speaker was because she actually realized that she had to share her story so that others can be treated fairly as well. So um, I love the fact that that's, you know, I love, you know, I always bring that word back to you that yes. you're on a mission. Yes. <laughs> so she, she, uh, Thomasina is definitely on a mission to share her um, story and to educate her community. Um, and I definitely have noticed, like, even with the pandemic, like, you didn't let that stop you. Because, um, you know, I follow you mm -hmm. on Instagram and Facebook. And I'm just like, wow, she is still pushing and going. Um, just um, launched since the pandemic and how you want that to help the community. Because I know you were talking about the sensory box um, as well as with the picture, this picture, that book. Um, and if you could just briefly talk about like what's in the sensory box and then what um, you implemented um, within 2020. Oh, okay. What's in the sensory? The sensory box has um, the picture this, picture that book. And it has like five different sensory items. Like no, no two boxes are the same. So, so basically all is basically all sensory items. It might be like a squishy ball. It might be a chewy. It might be a bendy toy. They're all just different sensory items that the children can use to help stimulate their sensory needs. Um, and I feel like that was needed because I noticed when I was, oh, I forgot to mention that I was, um, I also was, if you look on my Instagram page, you will see that I was visiting different, um, childcare centers. And I noticed that, um, children you know when they're reading a story children are fidgety they, you know they can't keep still i don't expect young children to be still anyway but i noticed that okay while i'm reading this story once i i keep i try to keep the story to a, um a short period of time and not long and drawn out because the story is pretty um 
it gets to the point um but it's short and it's great for the children's attention span but i created the sensory box because i noticed that um a lot of children have some type of sensory issues and i know that my son do so that's why i created the sensory box to go along with the story um and what i launched in um 2020 during this pandemic was a um we are courageous journal which is for caregivers parents educators siblings of children with not only autism but intellectual disabilities um all different um special needs different special needs um created that journal and that journal is to help parents caregivers and educators to focus on the the good things that the child can do rather than focusing on the um negative part of the disability like each child has some type of potential and in that journal you would write what did this child do to make you make me smile today the journal is basically all about having an attitude of gratitude and as a part in there for self-care for moms as well and the that books the journal also comes with a um a box for the parents caregivers or whoever you want to give it to but it has also like a self-care box that's coincide with the journal um i'm actually <laughs> trying to contemplate if i'm going to go back to school to to, to go back to school to get my master's degree i'm not sure yet <laughs> i was supposed to start in january but i think i'm about to take um i well i got to january the 15th to make up my mind because um because my goal my goal is to be um special education teacher special education just has been in my soul i always wanted to be a special education teacher but once my son came along he like gave me that push. So that's when I, I I got some more stuff in in store for the rest of the year, but it's in the work. So I've been working on it. I've been working on some stuff. Oh, I forgot uh, to mention that the the uh, um sensory box have um now it has picture cards. It has picture cards, pet cards that coincides with picture this, picture that book. So that's another good thing um about the sensory box as well okay awesome so i'm just so proud of you from meeting you from last year and everything that you've accomplished up until now um because i remember just having that conversation with you i think me and you was like sitting mm -hmm. over on the side and we were just you know okay and you was just like i want to do this and i want to do that yes. and i'm like well do it <laughs> like need it because we need it we definitely need it in the community um i'm just actually proud of like all of y'all like i think yes. it was like 12 of us and you just see um, how that night it's just amazing orders. how you see everybody on instagram and um facebook and they like all their dreams are like mm -hmm. manifesting manifesting and they're coming into fruition and it's like dad we are really some dope cool women <laughs> and i just be like yes when i see when yes. I, truly i am one of them that is for like females achieving and accomplishing their goals. Ain't no competition. We collaborate 
it's so awesome how I can send a text to one of y'all and I'll be like, well, what is this? Or where can I get that? And the text come right back. Like, oh, you can, you can get this from here or like any resources I need is always someone in the group that I can text and be like, oh, here, go here. Or I can shoot them an inbox. It's, it's amazing how, um, we all collaborate with each other and we rooting for each other. Jamila just got her, um, 501c3 and i'm like congratulations yes, it's no yes. competition here and that's what yes. it's all about we all collaborate mm -hmm. it's no competition because it's enough out here for for everybody and not only that we're all going through we all are special needs moms and we we have to band together and help each other so that's why i i feel like this this mm -hmm. is just is a dope collaboration between everybody yeah and that's why um like when i look back at you know the last two years since i started advocate for me and now you know you always get like the idea in your head and then you fight yourself and you you know in your mind back and forth like mm -hmm. no i'm not gonna do it no no they don't need this like and then you go back and forth and then just looking like the picture that we took at Autism Moms Night Out is mm -hmm. on my website and it's on my um, page, on my um, screensaver um, mm -hmm. when the pictures go by, just to remind me to keep going and to keep pushing because it's a lot of moms out there who, you know, need your services, you know, resources and, you know, advocating. And like we were saying before, it's not that many resources here in the Philadelphia area. A lot of them are on the outside and the suburbs exactly. of Philadelphia. So the fact that we can pick up, you know, I keep saying that we're picking up that mantle and we're running with it because our kids need us as well as our community needs us, as well as our family needs us. And the next one coming, you know, who's going to get that diagnosis, you know, in mm -hmm. 2021, like we're right here, we're waiting for them. We, you know, we have sensory boxes and children's mm -hmm. books and, you know, we have, you know, child care centers that they can go come to. And, you know, I kind of like when me and you were in our meeting earlier mm -hmm. today, I shared with them that I just, you know, signed up for the after school program. So we have so many services and so many ideas mm -hmm. that we come up with, but we come up with them because we're dealing with it in our own lives and we see that it's a need for it. And we don't want that need to go to waste. Like we definitely want to make sure that we're helping our community. So, and like you were saying, like you have that desire to be a special education teacher. And although, cause same here, like I went to school and I was like, I'm gonna be mm -hmm. an early childhood teacher and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. And I always tease myself now. Cause I'm like, I'm the teacher mm -hmm. without walls because I thought I was going to be in the classroom, you know, mm -hmm. with the school district and teaching and doing everything. And I'm like, wow, like God was like, nope, I'm going to flip it. And you're going to be a teacher from the babies all the way to the adults. Because I probably, if you asked me if I was going to teach adults, I probably would have told you no. But this is my second semester teaching um, adults in special education. So, and I actually, mm -hmm. actually love it. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm really being a teacher from teaching birth to three and early intervention and then teaching the adults throughout the week. Um, just share with the listeners how, because I know you were saying with your son, you know, you had that burning desire to be a special education teacher, but now with your son's diagnosis, now it's even more. Just talk of how you want to be able to change the education system of being a special educator 
um, and what you've been through personally, as well as what you want to see the education system um, be more prepared for um, our children. Well, with me, I want to I I want to see um, for myself what I see is some teachers, some special education teachers. Um, I feel like some of them. It's time to leave the classroom where you feel as though you have to, um, that, 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 that passion is not there. For me, my goal is to make a difference in children's life and be able to give them the accommodations and add modifications to the lessons and activities that is required for children with special needs and not that, um, how do you say it? that that curriculum where one one curriculum is built for everybody and you have to have that cap- the compassion the love and definitely patience you definitely have to have patience to deal with the children and the families of children with special needs um and that's that's my goal that's that's why it's from that is my goal that I will create and what I'm offering as a special education um, teacher. Awesome. You say like you're not sure you're going back and forth with it. You know, you my you know my model is very about it. Mm-hmm. God gonna put you in the right direction, um, and 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 y'all mm-hmm. make that decision together. But I definitely see a lot um, in store for you. You know, in the future. Um, and I'm just, you know, if y'all can hear me <laughs> clapping, I'm clapping for yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm so proud of her. So two things, two more things. One, I just want you to share from your heart with the listeners um, what you want them to know, whether it's with your mother's hat or your educator's hat or both of them. Just share from your heart um, what you want them to know and what they what you want them to take away from this um podcast today and then the second thing is after that let them know how they can contact you um via you know social media email or you know however you want them to contact you so what would you share with them what i would share from the listeners from the heart is to i really want um everyone to really educate pick up a book and educate yourself about what is autism what what is autism spectrum disorder because there are so many children and adults that is diagnosed with autism around the world and within your community you'll be really surprised to know who within your community who has autism i was really surprised to know that there were like two or three family members that had autism within my family that I never knew of because no one said anything. I just thought the person was behaving a little oddly. I didn't know that the person was diagnosed with autism because nobody shared it. Um, So I want my listeners to, and you can, a great person and I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to meet her was um, Dr. Temple Brennan. You can Google her and yes. you, she, she, you can Google her. You can look on um, YouTube. 
and you can learn about autism from her and you can buy books but I really need you to some people are not readers so that's why I say go on YouTube and you can listen to her videos um and learn what is autism she's an autism guru she she's she has autism um and she's an autism guru so that would be a great place to start and another place to start would be on um autism speaks website that you can educate yourself about autism through autism speaks and i want you to also to stay tuned and look and be on the lookout visit Torres village page because um when this pandemic is over we will be having some trainings and some workshops um some sensory fun classes like we're going to have some things for everyone in a child's or adult life that has autism it's, it's going to be events for the whole family and it's going to be us in a space where the child or adult that has autism can be their self and that's oh wait one more thing before i forget do not ever try to change how a person that has autism do not try to change who they are but i need you to get to know who the person is and enter their world and so you can accept them for who they are so allowing them to be authentic who with who they are don't try to change oh well stop stop doing that behavior or stop this stuff no enter their world and you'll get to know why they behave that way or why they're doing certain things what they like to eat like get to know who they are so that is my takeaway don't ever try to change um a person that has autism and how you can reach me is on um instagram at Torhears is is Torhear Village, and you also can reach me on different um, underscore expectations. Awesome! I like that the fact that you said don't try to change them, but enter into their world, um, and to yes. allow them to be themselves. Like that was one of the reasons why um, I wanted to start the after school program. Um, because and I it, it's a campaign that I have going on on I fund women and I mm-hmm. I titled it include me inclusive after school program because most of the times unfortunately when we go to the classroom setting a child that has a special need or that is on a spectrum you'll mm-hmm. see them in the corner while all the children are you know on the carpet reading a book or you know or they're over on the side, like playing with their fidget toy instead of being included mm-hmm. with the rest of the students. And I will always, I was always that teacher that would go over to that mm-hmm. child that was over in the corner while all the other teachers were sitting with them. And I would mm-hmm. bring them over to where the other children were and make sure that they feel comfortable about it first. Um, not to scare them, but make sure that they felt comfortable and then engage with them with what they were playing, whether they was humming and singing a song or, you know, whether they were mm-hmm. playing with their fidget toy, just like get to know them. And like you were saying, know what their favorite things are, you know, know what, you know, you'll be surprised um, yes. what their strengths are and you could build upon them when they have like a favorite character like mm-hmm. you know Lightning McQueen or you know Blue's Clues or you know when, when you talk about that 
and engage with them, you'll be surprised what they know and then the other things that have come out of that just from you engaging with that one topic with them. So definitely, I love the fact that you said that. Don't, you know, don't try to change them, but um, be inclusive with them and, and their world. So this, this was awesome. You know, we always have a good time when me and you get yes. together. Um, so I definitely want to thank you for coming on and sharing with our listeners. We will have you again thank you for <laughs> in 2021. Me. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm just glad. So you actually um, finished up our year of 2020. Um, so we um, are actually looking for anyone who wants to, you know, be interviewed for our 2021 um, calendar year. So if you know any other families or any, um, you know, any business partners or any mm-hmm. lawyers, attorneys, advocates that you think would be um, a good uh, benefit and a blessing to our, to, for our listeners to hear in 2021, please feel free to share um, my information so that they would know, you know, that we're out here sharing the word. Yes, the of course. <laughs> I, if you had asked me last year, LaVon, you'd be doing a podcast, I probably would have told you no, because I don't like listening to my voice. And I don't oh like Oh my listening. goodness, you see. <laughs> but once the pandemic You said that, <laughs> you said that, like, and I did a podcast mm-hmm. previously Mm-hmm. And I was listening to myself and I was like, oh my goodness, I sound like this. <laughs> so I totally understand what you mean, but it's awesome. You you are yeah. doing mm-hmm. but yes, we gotta get but the you, out. You're doing oh, great things. You. I'm like so proud of everybody that was at that um the mom's night out because we everybody's still connected. So we mm-hmm. are really doing awesome things. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having this podcast because it's much needed. It's another way for the community, for you to reach people in the community. And not only in our community, but all over the world, people can listen to your podcast and they can get educated on children with um, different abilities and autism and everything like that. So I'm grateful that you are that 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 you have this platform and that you hosting it is is awesome. It's awesome. Oh, thank you so and much. It is much needed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's that's what pushes and drives me because I'm like I gotta go get another person to, you know to interview and you know seek that out so I know you know exactly what the listeners would want and like you said like around the world because I you know I check our um Mm -hmm. analytics so we we yeah and so we're like 97 percent in the united states but then we were like in russia one percent in russia and and i don't know Mm -hmm. what the one percent stood for like if how many listeners but so it was russia singapore yeah i was just looking at it like what (laughs) yes so and this is this is episode number 11, so I don't know what God has in store yes. for 2021, but I'm excited for it, and I'm going to keep going and keep doing, you know, keep inviting the people that the community needs to hear. So thank you for, you know, ending our 2020 year, which our last episode for 2020. 
Um, I want everyone to enjoy their holiday season and happy new year. And we will see you in 2021. Again, you can reach Advocate for Me um, through our Facebook page, which is uh, www.facebook.com backslash Advocate for Me and the number two. You can reach us on our Instagram page, um, Advocate for Me underscore L McMillan, as well as on my Twitter, I keep saying I got a Twitter page and I don't check it as much. So I'm doing better now, but it's under um, Bond McMillan. And when you pull it up, you'll see our logo advocate for me, as well as our uh, website, www.lmadvocateforme.com. And be on the lookout for 2021. Um, hopefully um, we'll have everything up and running in January, just waiting for these restrictions, CDC restrictions, then <laughs> guidelines to kind of be lifted so that we can open up um, the after school program, even if it's just like for respite here, um, starting in January. So thank you to our listeners for listening today. And we look forward to sharing more interviews and more stories and more testimonies with you in 2021. So thank you. Have a great night.